Listeners, welcome back to Hossman FC and LIP Production. I'm Nicola Volpi, and wiping some of the rust off, I've tried to polish him up, polish him up a bit. There's not much polish there. Roy Cycli is back on the podcast. Thanks for joining for once, man. Yeah, I've been serving a little suspension, betting suspension. So I've been training with the under 23s in Brentford. Got the hat trick in and I'm ready for the big stage. Hey, at least you got the hat trick in. Was uh, was Thomas Frank making you eat lunch by yourself a la Eric Ten Hag? Yes, yes he was. Well, fair enough, fair enough. Now that's Jaden Sancho, a little shot at him, who's now actually, did you see that, going back, back to, to Dortmund. Do you think he'll, he'll turn up there? What, like in in terms of turning up to training every day, you mean? Yeah, yeah. But also, <laughs> will he party in the with the with the locals as well? I think he's a he's a big culture guy, you know. So he likes to to get in uh, with the locals, endear himself to to the fans in one way or another, and then uh, it's up to the manager to decide where to go from there. Which, by the way, Edin Terzic now joined by Nuri Sahin on the Dortmund bench. Your ah, boy. Yes. Nuri Sahin. The yeah. greatest hair in the in that Madrid team. You, you could say. You could say. That Another was the only thing he was good at. Dortmund, right? Yeah. He well, had a spell at Liverpool on loan. Or was, did they purchase him? He was he was terrible there as well. Yeah, he was. He was a Dortmund guy. I mean, there's something about the air in Dortmund, unless you're Jude or Erling, of course, uh, which, uh, Just which are two little, two little names. Universal adapters nowadays. But Roy, we're here talking about another universe. We've accepted a challenge to build Team World. Now, Team World, meaning players that were not at the last World Cup, players whose countries were not at the last World Cup. We've chosen to make this 11 even more difficult. Actually, I've chosen mostly just to annoy you, whereby not only could that national team not have been in Qatar, that player, also known as the Mo Salah rule, could not have played in a World Cup before. And finally, we can only choose one player per country. Roy, how do you feel? Not very confident. This is not this is not what I want to be thrown into coming off of a long sabbatical of uh, not podcasting and staying up to date. So this is let's see if I come through the game unscathed. This is the maximum test. I think it was actually the exercise for me. I don't know about you, Roy, but was almost a bit depressing because I was looking at some of these names and I'm like, damn, we may never see that player on the biggest stage. What a shame. My my reaction was a little opposite. It was like, damn, there's so much, so many different countries in the world, and yet there's only a handful of players that we can say, you know, will never be at the World Cup, or their countries are so far behind in terms of you know player progression, where they have somebody rise through the, through the ranks to get to that level where they can be you know known for being, you know. Let's say Lebanese, for example, is like as their nationality, but there's no there's no one star or player that's made it to any of the big leagues where, you know, they command that kind of respect yet. And Lebanon at the moment, an outside pick, a dark horse, if you will, to win the Asian Cup. I would say very outside. <laughs> I don't even think it's a dark horse. It's like when they were all choosing Turkey to win the Euros three years ago and then they crashed out in the group. Um, but much respect to Turkey. Uh, absolutely. Hakan Shalanolu crossing over from AC Milan to Inter a couple years ago. I'm still not over that, but that's okay. He's not in my team that we're going to discuss now anyways. 
Roy, let's start things off, though, by hearing what were your guiding principles for this and what's your formation? Yep. So I went 4-3-3 and my guiding principle is really from the back. You want to have defenders that that are just the center backs that are just big, big center backs that defend first. But throughout the season, they come up with a in the regular season, you know, a header or two off the corner. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to have it so similar that either the right back or the left back is going to be defensive, defensive minded first. And then that gives the other flank the ability to go forward. Um, so a little bit of creativity there. And then the midfielders, all three of them have to have some sort of goal threat um, and just kind of like the fluidity. And then you have the X factors on the wings and a striker that, you know, hopefully can do the job up top. That was the hardest part for me because if you see like, for example, Poland, last World Cup, Lewandowski mm-hmm. is one of the best strikers in the world. Mm. Even if you're the best, when you you don't have a team that can create behind you or play the ball to you without you being, you know, 40 yards away from goal, it's hard for you to actually do anything. Um, so I really focused on the creativity in midfield and getting the ball to the striker. So that was kind of the, the principle I had there and made some tough choices along the way. Some tough cuts. I like the approach in terms of emphasis on the midfield masters. I ended up with a 4-5-1, or what the kids nowadays would call a 4-2-3-1, uh, if you will. Uh, guiding principle very much like tournament play, let's be honest. The 90 minutes are not very exciting. Oftentimes, the most com- conservative approach is the one that gets you the furthest in these tournaments. We're not going for a Champagne Brazil oh. 2002. Um so it's not a muscle team, but it is. I did go quite balanced. I feel like, and I cut out some magic from the team uh, as is, a result. This is spoken like a true Italian. It, it's gotta be. It's gotta be four World Cups to go to the name, right? Um, so yeah, that's my four five one. So we already have a slight discrepancy in terms of formation, but maybe we can make it work again, listeners. Our goal here is for me and Roy. <laughs> to attempt to work together to create an even better 11 here. Uh, Roy, let's start things off. Between the posts, who was your man? I, I actually want to hand this over to you because I think we're going to say the same person. So right. I, want you to, I want you to kick us off. So on this one, to be honest, only one person crossed my mind. I didn't have to check anybody else on that list because for me, this person, if you take, say, the last 10 years as a sample, you could even make the argument best goalkeeper in the world. Who am I talking about? John Oblak? Yes, I am. Jan no. Oblak, Atletico Madrid, one of the best save percentages in Europe, great on his line, great at coming off of it, a leader, captain of Slovenia. Yeah, That's my goalkeeper. It had to be all along. And think about the club he plays for. How many shots do you think he, he gets <laughs> per game in just terrible pressure situations that's what i went to not only like what you were saying but you know in the world cup you're gonna have to a lot of say a lot of stops in front of you as well so and the defense is they're never really steady at least in the last world cup right you know it's it's very um frantic so if you have somebody who can command the goalpost then sets you up for some some success so and great great pick and yana oblak in air quotes here, only 31 still. So, I mean, 
we could be seeing him for for many years to come and let's see you know if he can push slovenia there i think the slovenians at the moment though much more keen on their basketball and cycling so Oh, they're pretty good at basketball. They are indeed with Luka Doncic. Um, but I'm sure Luka will be happy with that pick. Um, you also had a four-man defense. So let's start with your right back. Right back from Mali, Hamari Traore from Real Sociedad. So he made the move from France shot. from France this year. He's up there. So 31. So he's probably at the prime of his career. But he is the defense-first athletic right back that I'm going with in the team. So a couple of his strengths are obviously athleticism and defending. Mm. But I think where you lose the, which again, I think it works perfectly for a World Cup. He's not very technical. So, you know, the intricate passing that you might see from some of these, um, you know, world-class world right backs, you're not going to get that, but you're going to get somebody who is defense-minded first, but can also, depending on the formation, play right wing back. So... He spent about, I think, the last seven years with Ren and France and made the move over to Sociedad and um, playing very well. And a team at Real Sociedad team that's in the Champions League knockouts now. What a pick. You're mining deeper than the, the coal mines in uh, in West Virginia with that one. I mean, I've, I watched Real Sociedad the other night uh, where they had a, a last-minute draw, uh, I believe it was, against... Uh, against Osasuna uh, and and I noticed him and that's a great pick he was not on my radar at all for this but uh, also because when I thought Mali and I didn't put him in my team but there was another player I had thought of in the midfield which was Yves Bissouma he didn't make my team in the end so I would be I I thought Chick Dikure from uh, from Everton no no that's uh, that's the other from Crystal Palace from Crystal Palace he was their big summer signing and Unfortunately, he's out with, a, I think, a torn Achilles right now. But he was an incredible midfielder in the beginning of the season for Crystal Palace. So I like your Traore pick there um, at right back. My right back is actually the most boring player in my team. Uh, and that was actually my Italy pick. Giovanni Di Lorenzo, captain of uh, of Napoli, quite a conservative right back, not flashy, but he'll drop into into a three at the back and quite consistent, won a Euros. Um, I, I figured, you know, it was part of paying my dues to have an Italy player, even though I wasn't excited by many of them in this case. So I put Giovanni Di Lorenzo at right back, but it was more out of necessity. Um, what do you think about that? Traore or Di Lorenzo for starters? I'm going I'm, with Traore. Yeah, and I imagine you might have another Italy player somewhere, which is why you... You would imagine wrong. I w- well, there we go. <laughs> We're just too aligned. So at the moment, we have Jano Black between the posts, Traore from Real Sociedad, and Mali at right back. Now, center-back pairing. So my first one, and I know you're not going to have this on your list, Ethan Pinnock from Brentford, <laughs> from- Jamaican <laughs> International. Wow, when you you weren't joking when you told me you struggled to uh, to assemble your defense here. But huh? he's a he's a great defender. He's you know he's who I'm a talking good about? defender. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Absolutely, from Brentford. He do, he do you know his story? Go go look at his story. So he's I think 31 right now, and at least what I know, he started from the the like almost non leagues in England. But when he was like 20, 23, 24, so he's a late bloomer. Dolwich Hamlet. Yeah, so he's a late bloomer. But he got through the the ranks in England and, you know, 
is now applying his trade at Brentford. And I think that, you know, he's a huge center back. He can score the goal and defense first minded. So. Wow, what a what a shout with Ethan Pinnock. Um, and uh, doing great work there at Brentford under Thomas Frank, friend of the podcast, Thomas Frank, with his uh, light heavy metal football. I have as a center back my first choice. It seemed like quite an obvious one for me. Is Milan Skriniar from PSG, former Inter, Slovakian. Um, muscle, solid, consistent at the back uh, if he manages to not get himself sent off. So that was my... Were they not there last World Cup 2018? They were not there last World Cup. We're going to do some live fact-checking here because now you've put the doubt in my head. That's why I didn't pick them. If I go to Milan Skriniar, international career, they were not there. They were not there. Well, then that's one I missed. So I think we pick... Him. He is a scary man. He is a scary man and, and fairly versatile to where he could eventually, if we need him to, to play almost a defensive midfielder. Um, Milan Skriniar, I mean, I saw him again in Champions League this year against Milan and he just, he had our, in the first match, he had our attackers in his pocket. So we say Milan Skriniar on that side oh, of, I think of so. the center. Yeah. So who do we pair him with? Who's your second center back? My second center back, I think, is a player that I wish, you know, would uh, would be out there a little more, you know, in the media and stuff. Because I and and it's a shame he's been on the national team. He has been on, although they're now considered an outside pick for for the next Euros under Ralph Ragnick, and that is David Alaba. Oh. It yeah, I guess he did move to center back. Yeah, he, he did move to center back. I mean, you know, under Pep at Bayern, he was sometimes also doing that kind of inverted Joshua Kimmich, Philip Lahm defensive yeah. midfield role. He's come to Madrid last season, and he, I think, he hasn't missed a beat. Like he's is there. He starting every game though. He is because they basically Don Carlo has to rotate when they have injuries with the various Militaos, etc. Um, and he's he's slotted in like like a senior statesman that he is. Won everything there was to win at Bayern, and he's going to do the same at Real this year. Uh, no joke there. That's a good that's a good shout. I picked um, because I've been on the Bayer Leverkusen train uh, this season, and rightfully so. Still, may I add. Um, center back Edmund Tepsova. I'm probably butchering that name. He's been killing it. Yeah. Um, incredible season. If you look at some of his uh, some of his play, just phenomenal. And he's uh, from Burkina Faso, so no conflicts throughout the rest of the squad there, to be honest. Zero conflicts uh, whatsoever. Um, but that was my pick. And again, huge center back as well. So... You know, I'll leave it up to you who you want in the team, a proven winner or somebody who's having a great year. Um, but I'll take, look, I will take Tapsoba there and I'll tell you why, because we could keep Alaba in moving him to the left back, depending on who you chose. Oh, well, he's better than my left back choice. And this is where I struggled um, because I'm not big on the player. But Tamikas, the Greek international for Liverpool. But you chose the backup of my left back. I picked Andy Robertson. See, this is why I, I couldn't pick Andy Robertson because of a midfield player. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, well, we'll save that. Um, But, okay, do we... Honestly, I'll take Alaba at left back and drop Robertson. But you have a very... Mm. You're not getting much support. 
I don't think Alaba's, you know, bombing up the the left. No, but that might allow me. Hmm. You so you take Robertson over Alaba because of the attacking threat. I would. He's not a bad defender. But but then you have to drop <laughs> your Scottish midfielder. Let's let's place hold that one. With I'll, I'll mark in Alaba slash Robertson for now, depending on if we end up with your your Scotsman in the middle. How about that? I actually no, I have a I have a nice uh, alternative for my for my midfield. Okay. So we can we can we can put Robertson in there. You take Robertson over Alaba, David Alaba. I don't know, man. If it was at if he was staying at center back, then no, obviously. But he's been out of the game at left back for a while. Ay ay ay. All right, I'm gonna ah, Robertson. I had him in my team, but it. We're going to have to come back to that one. I'm sorry. Right, let's come back to it. Okay. We're going to have to come back. So midfield, you had a three-man, right? I had a three-man midfield. Okay. So, yeah, but basically, you know, my formation, you could end up calling a 4 through 3 in a way. Let's go through the midfielders. Okay. Um, so my, my, yeah. my center defensive mid or one of the midfielders is Thomas Suchek mm, of West yeah. Ham. The cyborg. I, I think every game I watch West Ham play, he gets hit in the in the face and has a black eye, like every single game. And this guy is phenomenal. Um, just all around great player. And as a defensive defensive player, he somehow wins and scores a header on every corner he takes. So, He's a tall fella too. Yeah, tall, lanky, you know, all of it. So I think he's a... A great midfielder um, that you see in the World Cup can come up with a goal and has the engine for if it goes into a, you know, extra time um, in the knockouts. So that was the the first choice. He's almost perfectly built, actually. If he wasn't Czech for that Croatian team that made all those runs, like yeah. he would fit the bill, right? Yeah, he would. Thomas uh, he, he runs forever, but looks exhausted from minute one through ninety. So it's the the best balance ever. I li- I like that pick. I like that pick. Um, w- would you say of your three midfielders, that's the more uh, defensive one, the more yeah. protection? Okay. Is, so here I will because I didn't. I had it either or. Yeah. I also had because of the the way they're. I think for they've been in qualifiers so far. Tom Scott McTominay. Mm. Somehow, when he plays for Scotland, just scores nonstop. But and I for United at the moment, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, scorer. yeah, he's their only scorer. Um, so I, but I still went with Thomas Suchek. Just yeah, I think he has a little more to his to his game. Yeah, I I I don't really want McTominay in this team. I I like the guy, I respect him, nothing against him, but I don't think he makes the cut for a team world. He can make the bench. He could make the bench. Let's let's keep him, you know, in, involved in the training camp at least. So Thomas Suchek, um, now my muscle in midfield. He he was an Iron Man for years in Syria. It didn't quite work out for him at Barcelona. He's now in the Gulf, uh, but I'm pretty sure he'll come back within two years. Frank Kessie, Ivory Coast. The guy didn't miss a minute of football in Milan for five or six seasons. 
and they would not have won a Serie A title without him. Um, yes, he made the move to Saudi this summer, but honestly, like he's still what 25, 26. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna stay there. I think he could come in handy to any Premier League team. Pick your poison. I think it's somebody that can even develop into a center back later on in his career. He played it early on. Um, I'd love to have him in the team. That's a great. That's a great pick. And it's and it's rare that we get to take a player from Ivory Coast in a non-World Cup team because before that they had been there for you know three four straight World Cups with the yeah. with the Toure brothers and uh, and Didier and stuff. I oh this is this is a tough one. So let's keep. So let's say that one is a Suchek slash Kessie for now and let's see who our other midfielders are to to kind of see I, this, I think this is what makes the whole midfield right we we can't have yeah we'll see we can't have somebody who's not going to be the the real defensive linchpin so we I could, think we could end up with both of them in our team I mean other, other as well, well okay so the, I'll go with my other two midfielders um, yeah. and this is where I think we're going to have to go back and forth because I have Martin Odegaard mm-hmm. and Enrique Mkhitaryan has my two midfielders, Armenia, so, Norway. <laughs> you know, there's no overlap with the Armenian team, I think, and the rest of the, the lineup no. with Mkhitaryan. So this makes it easy because on, on one player, I also have Odegaard. I took Odegaard instead of taking uh, instead of taking Holland up front. So, so um, why, did, why did you do that, by the way? Or I just I'm thought what your your reasoning was, yeah. Honestly, marginal gains. I thought the marginal gain between uh, Odegaard and the next best, you know, let's say ten eight um, creativity hub, was much greater than between Holland and my striker. So okay, that was okay. kind of the the logic there, which I assume was a bit yours as well. I um, just think, yeah, like like I mentioned, the top of it, uh, top of the, the call, really that. You need somebody that can just produce just like pure creativity. You know, you don't you don't play with the team every day like your your club team. You just need somebody who can just produce the magic um, to set someone up, you know, with a, one or two big chances a game. And I think you're going to obviously he's your best shot at it. Um, and, 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 I, and I think Odegaard's story, I mean, you talked about, you know, who was it? Pinnock's story, right? I think Odegaard's story, like being the predestined chosen one a la LeBron James at at 15 at Real Madrid and being able to bounce back from not so great loan spells not fitting into you know that team and everything and now finally coming into being uh one of the the best players in his position in the world which we could enjoy for for the next 10 years at least you as an Arsenal fan could I think that just it's such an amazing story and it's a big reason, maybe even more than Erling Haaland, why I would like to see Norway um, at a World Cup at some point. Although I'm not sure how likely that is. Oh, they have so many like good players around like the eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, they have mm-hmm. two superstars, and they have players that are you would you wonder like, well, how can they not just progress out of any qualifier? But I don't know. Maybe they're still a little too young across the board to to piece it all together. Who knows? Well, if Mr. Infantino has his way, the next World Cup will have uh, 300 teams, more than there are countries. So maybe it's not that big of an issue. We'll have the Vatican City squaring off against Norway uh, in Mexico City. Vatican City has an insane right back. Definitely. Definitely. His name is Francis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My other midfielder. 
was um, Dominic Spolai, Hungarian from Liverpool at the moment. Um, also, you know, a bit more out of necessity, but I mean, very, I think, solid player has been making a lot of the difference for Liverpool's midfield reboot or rebuild, whatever you want to call I it. I like that show. I like that pick. I think he has a little more legs on him than Henrik Mkhitaryan. That's um, the thing. I The Henrik Mkhitaryan pick, I mean, then again, I doubted Henrik Mkhitaryan so many times. And at the ripe old age of whatever it was last year in Champions League 37, he... You know, he he took Inter to 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 a final uh, of Champions League. So, um, got a recent I'm, contract extension till he's like forty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go for it by all means. I mean, honestly, if I were them, the shape these guys have maintained, like I also wouldn't have let Edin Dzeko go off to to Turkey. Like, the guy would keep scoring you, you know, a nice fifteen goals a season, rest them every other match, some cheeky load management, a la a la Adam Silver here and there. But uh, well, they let him go. Um, and anyways, they're topping the table, so it's it's no problem for Inter at the moment. All smooth yeah, sailing. Not, not a big issue for them right now. Okay, so let's let's recap this this three man midfield. Uh, we have a choice between. So we know Erdogan is in the team, and then we need two between Suchek, Kessi, Spolai, and Mikatarian. I like Spolai as as the option there. Yeah. Um, only because my dad, this is you know, a little tangent. My dad, I think on the last um, international break, they had Hungary playing on ESPN. And my dad <laughs> calls me. He's like, there's this number 10 for Hungary. He is one of the best. Arsenal needs to buy him. He, I'm telling you, no one knows about this guy's story. He's so good. <laughs> and I was like, who, who could he be talking about? And I look it up and it was, uh, I was like, he plays for Liverpool, dad. He's like, oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. He's better than any midfield player. I was like, what about Odegaard? He goes, well, no, he's not, but he's just as good. I was like, okay. So um, we'll go with, well, just for that. This was for you, dad. We'll go with that. Um, but I That's just don't think you. Thomas Socek, I would, I would take him over Kessie. You know what? I'll I'll take that. Kessie out, Thomas Socek in uh, one of these, what we would dub ultra marathon runners, you know, again, for me, just, Big, big Croatia team vibes, even though he's Czech. So at the moment, our team, All Jan right. Oblak in goal, Traore from Real Sociedad as right back, center back pairing of Skriniar and Tapsoba. And then we're still undecided. I'm still undecided at left back whether to give the shout to Alaba or Robertson. In the midfield, Suchek and Zbozlai with Martin Uregod as the creative hub. I mean, that's... You, you could call that one of the best and most balanced midfields in the world. Yeah. So I, with that, everything you said, let's go with David at left back. Okay. Because we have so much creativity in the midfield. I don't know if you need somebody to do one, one million overlaps and runs down the wing with Robertson. Exactly. Uh, so apologies to, uh, to all the, the Scots. Scots until next time, I'd say we didn't put any of your players in because we believe you could qualify for the next World Cup. But let's first see how you perform at this next Euros. Um, anyways, strong affinity between the Italians and the Scots. Uh, Tartan Army, uh, I'm here for you. My favorite team uh, from the British Isles, whatever that's worth. Um, <laughs> the three up front, Roy, um, I suppose you have two more wingers and then 
uh, a central that would be correct. So who are your okay. who are your wingers, or how I guess the left attacking mid in your four two three one. Oh, you go I'm gonna on. let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and say his name properly because I will butcher it. You always snake through the formation. It it makes me neurotic. So I'm on the left, left yeah, winger. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Um, wait. Before when you look at a lineup on Spot Mob, <laughs> we're not sponsored. Um, do you 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 look left to right? So why would you not look left wing or left attacking mid first? That's why you would snake up that way. But I look my left to right. It's the same left. We're both looking at the same phone. No, but left if, I'm looking, right. if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm looking at a screen, the right mid appears closer to my left eye. What? Oh, dude, you're looking at the lineup. It, the, li- the lineup is facing me, so the goalkeeper is the furthest away. Oh, dude. What are, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> we're going right, to have to park this one. Continue, continue. Yeah. So, Whatever, we'll play cycling rules here. Left winger, mid slash left striker. I have it's I'm gonna workshop this with you because I have a conservative pick and I have a liberal pick. Which one do you want to hear first? Let's hear the liberal pick. The liberal pick is Kvicha Kvaracelia from Napoli and Georgia. See, this Kvaraduna. is why I wanted you to go first because you pronounced it correctly, and that's who I had at my I've left. I've been brushing up on my Georgian. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the conservative pick? The conservative pick was actually another Liverpool player, Luis Diaz from Colombia. Mm. So Colombia was at the 2018 World Cup, but he had not debuted yet in the side. Yeah, you're, well, I'm, we're going liberal with that. Okay. Those two players, I think, are on different, uh, you know, different levels of skill. Certainly, certainly. Although I do think, and I stand by that point, that Luis Diaz from Porto to Liverpool two years ago in the January was one of the biggest steals of the Klopp era. Could be. I I mean, I say this, he'll probably score a hat trick on us today, a day of recording, but I am not like overly sold on him, but he's still really young. So, um, But I, I have seen, I, I think I sent it to you, that majority of the big clubs in the EPL this season the left wings are all underperforming significantly mm. compared to last season. I think it was something about the way that all the defenses are setting up and it's just like, like smothering out all the big players that were having great years last year. So maybe it's just uh, what I'm seeing on the TV of Luis Diaz this season. But I don't think you can you can put, uh, you can put him in the left wing position right now. Yeah, I mean, Kvaracelia, he's he's not as hot as he was last season. Sophomore slump. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, honestly. I think so. A bit well, of a it's like all the teams probably set up for him. Um, yeah. And they know what his game's about. So it, you have to, you know, reinvent yourself a little bit. And also, it probably doesn't help that after Luciano Spalletti this season, they've been coached uh, yeah, by yeah. first Rudy Garcia and now big Walter Mazzarri coming back <laughs> to Napoli after 30 years in the wilderness. There's going to be um, a fire sale this summer at Napoli. Jeez, there must be. Hopefully they can still get value for those guys. Um, but now, right mid. So when you read your formations backwards, okay. um, 
again here I have I have a liberal magic choice and I have a more conservative it's, workhorse it's the choice. World, it's the World Cup. You gotta have the magic for the World Cup. Give the me your magic liberal never choice. Wins. Argentina won the last it World Cup. Doesn't matter. Give me the magic. Okay, the magic. Yes, he also went to the Gulf. Um, ironically, because his name is actually a city in Saudi Arabia, Riyadh Mahrez from Algeria. Oh, great choice. Great choice. I mean, even up up till all the way till the end of last my, season with my, City. Yeah, my simple brain forgot about that guy. You just cast them away, huh? They go, cast they go them to away. the PIF and you cast yeah, them away. I, I stand with uh, freedom. I cast them away right, right away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he's great. A political decision by Roy Cycle. Political decision. No, I, I, I take it back, though, because, man, that guy was pure magic. He probably still is pure magic, but he's now pure magic making like $2 million a week. So um, my my right wing or right mid position was Miguel Almiron, Paraguay. Mm. Yeah. So Newcastle. Um, um, yes, Miguel Almiron. I mean, massive respect. He, I rode him uh, on my fantasy Premier League last season. He had a run of about seven matches where he kept finding the net. But see, this is why I picked him. If yeah. you're in the World Cup and you're hot and you're feeling the vibes, he's he can take you pretty far. You got to be but, feeling those vibes, though. But Mares is is Mares. So, do you want to hear my conservative pick though, too? Oh yeah, you had one. That's right. So my conservative pick is a workhorse. He's a 7-4-7 of a player. Not the most glamorous jet, but he does the job. He can play inside. He can play outside. I know for a fact that you don't like him. Dejan Kulusevski, Sweden and Tottenham. Uh, next. Oh, come on. A little Dude, bit of respect. No respect. No respect. He hits the LeBron James celebration after he scores a tap-in goal. Get out of here. Get You're out. Sectarian. So sectarian of you. Get Sacrilegious, out. one might even say. My Okay, wait. No, it's not just anti-Spurs because I had Vicario as my backup goalie in case, you know. Ooh, good call. So I had him over at Donnarumma, but he is Can we actually, agree that? He is agree? incredible. Yeah, he should like, be Italy's goalkeeper at the Euro. Yeah, over which he probably won't be, but no. he is incredible. So are we putting Riyad Mahrez here or Miguel Almiron? Who do we have at left wing? Uh, oh, left no. yeah, wing we chose Kvada. Oh, we're going Mahrez. Just absolutely terrorize the defenders. Oh, my goodness. Um, Riyad Mahrez there. Um, and now... Up front, Roy, I I have an inkling that we have the same guy. Because to be honest, like if you take out Erling Haaland and his numbers, and now that Benzema is away, and anyways, Benzema couldn't have been in this team because he's French. Uh, because he's French, let me clarify for the French listeners, not because I don't like French players, although I do have my issues with that national team setup. Um, and by the way, also the way you guys treated Karim Benzema. Anyways, I'm going on a tangent, but it's because Karim Benzema has played in a World Cup. So, Roy, I went to Nigeria for this. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't? Oshiman? Yeah, Victor Oshiman. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I had him. Oh. I had him. Actually, that's not true. I'm looking at my paper right now. I had him or... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as your, as your striker. Now? Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang uh, now? You never know. He has a little uh, renaissance with Marseille right now. A chip on the shoulder, that's for sure. That's what he has. 
after the and way I, the, again, the this is another one where treated. I was like Nigeria weren't they at the last World Cup 2018 no, they were at 2014, um, but Victor Rosiman wasn't there. That's, okay, you know, well, yeah. you know, but no, he's incredible. So you know, I would, I would, I would have him over uh, Alba. I think Victor Oziman, I said this to my brother the other day. He didn't agree with me. I'm going to run this by you. I think Victor Oziman, in terms of build, speed, quality of finishing, is everything friend of the podcast super mario balotelli could have been if he had surrounded himself with the right people that's my take Ooh. i think uh speed a little more speed than balotelli yeah yeah um maybe a little more athleticism and i would disagree and say that balotelli probably had more technical ability you've just dismantled my entire analogy just like my brother did the other day i appreciate it thank so you so i think 2v1 you're out <laughs> I am, but Osimhen's in. in. Yeah, <laughs> in, and he gets to play alongside Fica Quaracelia, uh, who he's uh, who he's with together at Napoli. So, Roy, before we recap the team, um, we're g- we're going to bring these guys to World Cup. I think you know I would lobby FIFA to make this a thing. Uh, this this type incredible. of team for every World Cup. We do have one missing ingredient uh and that roy is the manager the coach the boss of the delegation in this case see this is where i'm lost right now although if i were to go i'd drag him out of retirement sir alex ferguson you're coming in (laughs) can you imagine the vibes oh all the all the languages and uh just the miscommunications everywhere um but he would oh, get man. them set up properly. He would get them set up properly. That's for sure. He'd, he'd dress them down when he would need to. Um, my thinking um, was a bit along the lines of, you know how there's that whole generation. Now they're, you know, between 60 and 70 of those managers, a lot of them Dutch, which kind of became journeymen for various national teams all over the world. Okay. Um, so and you also have Swedes. So you have Sven Goran Eriksson in there as well. You have a Fabio Capello as well, right? Uh, these guys that just took you know high-paying jobs with federations. Uh, for example, Capello with Russia at one point. Eriksson went to I think Ivory Coast and Mexico and whatever. But there was one guy that did this and was fairly successful at it, and that was Goose Hitting because not only did he manage the Netherlands like four times because the Netherlands rotates the same like four national team managers uh, every three years. But he did the job with South Korea in 2002 and with Australia in 2006. So my guy is Goose Hitting. Okay. Well, is he still managing? He's he's still managing. He's still walking. Um, oh, Goose I mean, Hitting. That's, that's still walking. It's uh, ringing endorsement. Uh, I'm I don't know if tell you're throwing you... shade at Alex Ferguson or not, but... Uh, no, come on, Fergie. Fergie's good. Uh, we we wish him all the best. So, Goose Hitting, he just finished. He's free at the moment. He just finished being the technical director of Curaçao, which sounds like a nice little excuse to holiday in the Caribbean from time to time. Um, but Could I'm be. sure he'd be up for it. Could be. Any other Goose. Italian coaches out there? Do we have an Italian player? We don't. We don't have an Italian player. Should we? Should we say something about that? Or 
Vicario made my bench. <laughs> Vicario made your bench. You know, Di Lorenzo I put in out of necessity but didn't make our cut. The argument could have been made, I think, and I would have wanted to make it for Sandro Tonali. Um, I think it could have been made for Nicolo Barella, also alternatively in the midfield. What's the uh, left wing for Juve? Chiesa? Yeah, Chiesa, although, you know, he's basically missed almost two seasons now. But Chiesa, I mean, if you look at the last Euro, was Italy's biggest talent. Um, a couple of years ago, I would have said Marco Verratti, who now um, plays in Qatar. In Qatar, yeah. yeah. Uh, good for him. Um, so, yeah, not much to be said about the Italy national team. I'm looking forward uh, to that Euros as much Giro as I look Noble. forward to a root canal. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised you didn't put Chiro Immobile in your team. Hey, I mean, he's not having a good year, from what I can see. So he's uh, he's saving it for uh, for Bayern Munich in the round of 16 of Champions League. Yes, <laughs> that's what they want you to believe. So, Roy, we've picked our manager. We have our team. I'm going to recap it for us. Are you All right, ready? Please, yes. In goal, the big Slovenian. Probably the best goalkeeper of the last 10 years, Jan Oblak. At right back from Mali, you didn't expect this one, currently making the rounds at Real Sociedad, Traore. Our centre-back pairing from Slovakia, former Inter and now PSG, Milan Skriniar, next to Bayer Leverkusen, let's hope not Neverkusen's Tapsoba. At left back, Austria's David Alaba, dependable as ever. In the midfield, we have the Terminator, Tomas Suchek, next to Hungary's Dominic Zboslai. We'll pronounce that differently every time we utter it. And Martin Oedegaard as the creative hub from Norway, obviously meaning there is no Erling Holland in this team. Up front, the formation read in the way that Roy Cycli reads. That's why he reads so many books, because he can't understand a single word in them. He reads them all backwards. Kvica, Kvaracelia and Riyad Mahrez at the shoulders of Nigeria's finest, Victor Oziman. Coaching your non-World Cup All-Stars, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from his holiday in the Caribbean, Goose the Goose Hiddink. Wow, that was phenomenal. I'm fired up. I'm fired up for this team. They get bounced in the round of 16. <laughs> at least they may get out of the group. Can we ask live? Is it possible? Will ChatGPT give us an answer of would this team beat the World Cup finalists? Is there some kind of a football manager? I, I think ChatGPT would, would call uh, would cop out on that one and say there uh, that it's not allowed to have players from various citizenships on the same national team. But I'll tell you what, Roy. Do you think this I mean, team I, would win that World Cup against Argentina? I think I think they can. Even what, what when does, Messi had that that look in his eyes. Well, I mean that look almost lost, if not for one hundred twentieth minute <laughs> stop by uh, the elite shithouser Martinez. So all of, all that look just to say like they almost lost, but you know that'll be gone in history. Um, so yeah, I think this is pretty good team that's our non-world I think that midfield's fantastic yeah I think it's great I and honestly I don't even miss Frank Kessie from it I really think you hit the nail on the on the head with Thomas Suchik 
Yeah, I think it's a fantastic midfield. And then the wingers are terrorizing. Like if one of them has a good game, you'll have enough damage um, for any opposing right back or left back. So maybe our defense is actually the weakest part of this, but I think we can rely on Jan Oblak to, to cover for them. Yeah, I think so. And you get into a shootout with the other team. And I would put this up against Argentina's attack. Mm, yeah. Ah, Oziman. I'll, I'll take Oziman over Lautaro Martinez, even though I know Lautaro is currently considered to be one of the best uh, strikers in the world as well. Yeah. Well, I think this is we'll a good team. We need a. We need to follow up and see what the listeners think, and yes. then as well what ChatGPT thinks. There's got to be some way you can put like average a football simulator there. Let's get them involved. I love it. Yes, listeners, please write us in um, with uh, with your teams, lostinpostulation at gmail.com, uh, or you can message Roy Cycli privately. He loves that, especially if you want to taunt him about his teams and, and, and troll him a little bit. Uh, Roy, any parting shots about this team before we leave our listeners with the gift of time? No, no parting shots. Just that uh, I'm upset. Ethic Pinnock didn't make the cut. Next World Cup, he's on the bench. Did he's you have any bench player? Did you have any bench players? Well, my bench players are just kind of recycling the ones we cut from this team. So I guess it's Pinock, it's it's Di Lorenzo, it's uh, Lyle Foster from Burnley, of yeah. course. Well, he, yeah. that's a glue player. That's a like we always say about Gilberto Silva. He's a South Africa footballer. You know, well, you got to represent everywhere. You've got to represent everywhere. We didn't really have many Asian players in this team, so we owe that. Um, Asian Cup, AFCON going on uh, soon at the time of recording. Uh, so, Roy, thanks for joining. I'm Nicola Volpi. He's Roy Cycli. This was Hussman FC, an LIP production. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.